0: Welcome to Gateway Church, Can A church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. This morning we're going to continue in our series, which we've been going through on a Sunday morning, which is all about the Holy Spirit. And we're going to continue looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you know, I know that over the last couple of weeks, this teaching... It can be quite deep sometimes, can't it? But you know, I, I thank God that when you, know, when you go through the books, books in the Bible or when you go through a specific series, you know, it's important for us to stop and to dig in and to, to take what well, and to open up our hearts to hear what the Spirit would say to us. You know, it's, it wouldn't be any good for us if I just got up here week in, week out and preached anything that would tickle your ears or something that I fancied. You know, I thank God that we've got every part of this word is God breathed. It's for our good, it's for our building up, it's for shaping us and moulding us to become more and more like Jesus. It's for correcting us sometimes. But, you know, I thank God for his word. And so I pray once again that you would bear with us this morning as we go through the series. And let's just, maybe before we dive into the series, let's pray and let's just ask the Holy Spirit to come and to help us and to open up our hearts so that we might hear what he would have to say to you and to me this morning. Amen. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your word, Lord. Lord, your word which is sharper than any two-edged sword, Lord. Your word which divides between spirit, Lord, and flesh, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for your word which is there to build us up, Lord God. To guide us, to lead us, Lord Jesus. And Lord, even oftentimes to correct us, Lord. And Lord Jesus, we pray that by your spirit, would you breathe on your word this morning. Would you speak through your word this morning to our hearts. Lord, give us hearts to you this morning where you would have to say. Lord, we ask this for your glory and for your honor. Amen. So we're going to continue looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit this morning. And if you've got a Bible, can you turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, please? 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to read this morning. We're not going to read verse 1 to 6. We're going to just go from verse 7 to 11 because we've been reading it uh, over the last couple of weeks. And it says, this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth about the spiritual gifts. And he says, now to each one. The manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work... Of the one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. So we see in this passage, as Paul is is teaching the church in Corinth, there, there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and they can be broken up into three categories, as I've said over the last couple of weeks three gifts of revelation, there are three gifts of power, and three gifts of inspiration. And all of these gifts are given from the Holy Spirit as He determines the common good of the church, to build up the church, to strengthen the church, so that God would speak in and through his church, so that the people are built up and his kingdom would advance. And so this morning, we're going to come to the end of these this, this uh, group of, of gifts, which are called the power gifts. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the gifts of miracles, and the gifts of disti- uh, the gift of, uh, of miracles, and now this morning, we're going to look at faith. We're going to look at the gift of faith. You know, it's been said that the faith is the greatest of these three gifts of power. Faith, the gift of faith is the greatest of, of these three gifts of power. And you know, when you read through the Bible, you see story after story of faith. This whole book is about faith. It's encouraging us. It's a book of faith. You know, as Pastor Tony Jones always reminds me and encourages me, as it says in the words, In the word, the just shall live by faith. Day by day, we are to live by faith. We're the people of faith. I know faith is an amazing thing. Faith is an absolutely incredible thing. I know last time when we looked at at miracles, the gift of miracles, we had to closely examine the word miracle to to make sure we had the proper meaning for for the gift of miracles. And we're going to do the same this morning. Because the Bible has a lot to say about faith, and there are different types of, of faith. There are a lot of different types of faith and we need to understand this morning exactly what Paul is speaking about here and what what the gift of faith actually is, what it is and how it's different to, to other types of faith. So the gift of faith is different from saving faith. There's saving faith and there's the gift of faith. Now saving faith comes before salvation. Saving faith is that faith that we receive from God. It is a gift from God, not of ourselves, so that anyone would boast. It is a gift from God for us. It is not the gift of faith, but it is a gift from God. It is faith that that helps the sinner, that convinces the sinner our need of God that we, we are sinners, that we're dead in our trespasses and sin. And it's a faith to believe in what Jesus has done, his death and his resurrection, and it's faith to believe that he is his work. Has been finished, so that we could be forgiven, and that we could receive Him as Lord and Savior. So, saving faith it comes before salvation, and the gift of faith here spoken about, which is given by the Holy Spirit, comes and can only be received after salvation. It can only be received after salvation. As I said, the saving faith it is a gift of God, so that the sinner could receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. But the gift of faith is a gift from the holy spirit to believers to the church to believers so that they might work miracles that they work, might work in the power of god or also the miracles might be uh, might happen for them that they might receive miracles as well so the gift of faith is so that we could perform miracles is to believe that god is able to use us but it's also so that we can receive god's work within our own lives and our own situations and you know this gift of faith It is miraculous, and it is completely divine, just like all the other gifts. It's not a man. This gift of faith is not something we can conjure up on our own. It is from God. It is from his spirit, as he determines, as he wills, as it says in the word. Now, saving faith, it's divine, but it's not miraculous. Because saving faith, it works according to the fulfillment of promises in salvation. So the Bible says that if we do these different things, if we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, if we confess that he is God, then we shall be saved. If you call upon the Lord, you shall be saved as the Bible says. It is not miraculous, but miracle faith, it works in unexpected things. And it's a faith that comes to believe God for the impossible. It it can only come by God, and it happens in situations where there seems to be no way, when there there seems to be nothing else can help us in that situation. God can give this gift of faith by his Spirit to believe that God will move in a miraculous way, in a way that we can never think or we can never imagine. You know, so there's saving faith. There's this gift of faith, but it's also good for us to know as well It is there's natural faith as well. Not that I'm trying to confuse you at all this morning. It's just good for us to know there is natural faith as well, like there is natural wisdom. You know, when we looked at the gift of wisdom, there's also natural wisdom as well. And natural faith is a head thing. Whereas the gift of faith and, and spiritual faith is all of the heart, it's all of the spirit. Whereas natural faith is a head thing. You know, natural faith is believing something will happen based on facts based on facts, you know, things that we can expect to happen. Just like, for example, you know, when a farmer goes out to the field and he begins to sow his seeds, he has faith that in due time, those crops will be produced. As he sows those seeds and as the rain comes and as, as if he's put them in good ground, he has faith, natural faith there, that it will happen, that it will happen. But this is not divine faith. Divine faith believes in God for the impossible, for things that cannot be explained. It believes in In him. So, just to clarify that, we've got saving faith, the gift of faith, we've got natural faith. Also, not to confuse us even more, but it is the faith which is the fruit of the Spirit. So, there's a lot of faith, as I said in the Bible, there's a lot of faith and there's a lot of differences. Faith which is a fruit of the Spirit, but again, this is different from the gift of faith which comes from the Holy Spirit. Now, faith, faith the fruit, is for character. It's to form our character, to become more and more like Jesus, to trust in him, to lead us day by day, to, for him to speak to us, to guide us. That is the faith of the, fru- uh, uh, faith the fruit. But faith, the gift, is for power. So faith, the fruit, is for character. Faith, the gift, is for power. It is for the power of God, to believe God, to do incredible things in our lives that could never have happened in and of our own strength. And you know that? These are just some different types of faith in the Bible. So, what is exactly the gift of faith? I mentioned a lot of these different things about different types of faith. So, what exactly is the gift of faith? How can we define it? Well, as you can see on the screen behind me, the gift of faith is a supernatural empowerment whereby that which is spoken or desired by the believer or spoken by God shall eventually come The gift of faith is when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and when we begin to declare what we sense God is saying and we believe that that will eventually come to pass. Or it's when God would say something to us that will eventually come to pass. Now the gift of faith is different from the gift of miracles and the gift of healings. Because the gift of of miracles and the gift of healings, they happen almost instantaneously. You know, when we pray for someone and a miracle happens, it happens right there in that moment. Or when somebody is miraculously healed by the power of God, it happens right there, right then. But the gift of faith is a bit of a slow burner. It doesn't happen automatically straight away. It's faith to believe that God will do what he said he's going to do. It's a faith that will endure. It's something, the gift of faith is something that where we believe in God for what he has said to happen in the next couple of days in the next couple of weeks but it will eventually happen it's not instantaneously like it doesn't happen instantaneously like the other gifts and the gift of faith is regarded as the basis for all of the other gifts this is the basis the gift of faith and you know i long for this more and more the gift of faith to believe for god to do the impossible the gift of faith especially in different circumstances that we come up with come up against or things that we face face We need that gift of faith to believe that God would bring us through these situations, to believe that God could do something incredible, you know, especially for us as a church. I believe, you know, and I'm praying, God, give me the gift of faith to believe in your promise, that your promise will come to pass. That's why I keep declaring it and why we keep repeating it as a church, because we believe that it will come to pass. Now, I don't know about you, but I want his promise for this church to come right now. But it it doesn't always happen like that. That's why we need the gift of faith. And I thank God that this gift has been moving and it has been in operation for all these years. For us as a church to keep believing that what God has said will eventually come to pass. And we believe it will happen. We believe with all of our hearts that this will happen. And so this gift of faith is regarded as the basis for all other gifts. We need the gift of faith. We need faith to believe that God can perform miracles. We need the gift of faith to believe that God can heal. We need the gift of faith to prophesy or to, you know, or to believe that God would use us to speak, uh, give a message in tongues or to interpret it. We need this gift of faith. And so as usual, as we have been doing over the last couple of weeks, we're going to look for some uses of this gift within the Bible. You know, as I've said many times, I thank God that, that we've got clear examples within the word how this gift is used, how the Holy Spirit uses uh, people in this gift. And I'm going to go through these as as as, as quickly as I can, okay? So, the first one, the gift of faith was given, is given for direct supernatural blessing and fulfillment of what was spoken by a person. So, it's a supernatural, it's for direct supernatural blessing in fulfillment for what was spoken by a person. And we see this in the story of Jacob and Esau. How many of you remember that story from Sunday school? Yeah, some of you might remember that story. In that story, we see that their father, Jacob and Esau, they were brothers, and their father, Isaac, he, he was ill at this point in this story. He was ill, he was grown old, he, he was old, he was weak, and now he he was blind as well. He couldn't see, he could barely see. And we see in tradition and customs during that time that the first son he had the right for the birthright. It was his right for, to receive the birthright from the father and to receive the blessing of God upon his life. And Esau was the oldest brother, and he was the one who should have received his father, received all the, the father had for him. He should have received the blessing that his father had for him. However, we see in the story of Jacob and Esau that Esau, he travels away, he has to go away. And then his younger brother, Jacob, disguises himself as Esau. And tricks his father so that he could receive the blessing instead of his brother. And his father was confused. You know, he's so dressed up, he I don't know which shop he went to, but he had a pretty convincing disguise. He even smelled like his brother. He had hair like his brother, the Bible says he you know, he, he convinced his father that he was actually that it was ac- he was actually Esau. And we see in Genesis chapter twenty-seven, verse twenty-seven to twenty-nine, we see that his father is convinced. And Isaac prays a blessing on Jacob, prays the blessing, and he should have had, he prays it over Jacob. And it says there in verse 27 to 29 in Genesis 27, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you heaven's dew and earth's richness, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. That's what his father spoke over him. It should have been for Esau, but but Jacob disguised himself, and he instead received the blessing. And you know, eventually Esau finds out what has happened. It all, you know, it all goes pear-shaped, and they go off, and you know, Esau's trying to kill his brother because of this, and all these different things, but Despite that, we see that what Jacob said in faith, what Isaac said in faith over Jacob, still came to pass. It was a gift of faith that was used, and he prayed this over his son. And eventually, if you read the story and you see, throughout the Bible, we see this blessing actually came to pass despite him tricking his father and fooling his father. We see that what what Isaac spoke over Jacob came to pass because it was the gift faith over his life. He believed this and his promise came to pass over him and his descendants. So that is why he's given. That's one of the uses of this gift. Number two, the second reason for this gift this, and how it's used is to protect, is for personal protection in dangerous circumstances. We see that this gift is given for personal protection in dangerous circumstances. And a great example of this is the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they wouldn't bow down to, to that, their idol, to, their, to the king's statue, when they wouldn't bow down and they said, we, you know, we're not going to worship any other gods apart from our God, Yahweh, the living God. When they didn't bow down to him, the king was furious and he was going to throw them into a furnace. He was going to have them killed and throw them into a furnace. But listen to this gift of faith. Listen to how this, this is used in Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 to twenty, it says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego reply to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing fire, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and He will deliver us from your Majesty's hand. How amazing is that? That even if you, Nebuchadnezzar, going to throw me in that fire. We believe that God is able to save us in that fire. He's going to be there with us. He's going to rescue us, and he's going to rescue, uh, rescue us from you as well. But listen what else they say. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have said that. That's incredible. You know, I don't know about you, but if I was in that situation, facing death, I don't know, in the natural, I, I never would have said anything like that, probably. None of us probably would have. But the gift of faith came. And they said, even if you throw us in that fire, we believe that our God is able to save us. He's able to rescue us. And, you know, I pray for that. For even Maybe there's someone here this morning who's going through a difficult moment. You're in a a difficult situation. You feel like you're in a fire. Then I pray that God would give you, by his spirit, this gift of faith to believe that, that no matter how difficult the circumstance might be, That you would have faith to believe that your God is with you, that he can bring you through, that he can deliver you from your fears, that he can rescue and move in the situation where you never thought is possible. And you don't have to come up with this on your own. This is God-given, and I pray that by his spirit, God will give you the gift of faith to get through that situation, to believe in him and trust in him, just like these boys did here in Daniel chapter 3. Then we see, number three, this gift is given. Supernatural provision in farming and fasting. So, this gift is given to believe that God will provide, even if I'm in a farming, even if I'm, you know, fasting or whatever. I believe that God will supply all my needs, He will supply everything that I need. And I see this, we see this in in 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 4 to 8 with Elijah. This is what it says 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 4 to 8. While he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked uh, over by hot cords and a jar of water. He ate and drank then lay down again then the angel of the lord came back a second time and touched him and said get up and eat for the journey is too much for you so he got up and ate and drank strengthened by the food uh, by that food he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached horeb the mountain of god there he went into a cave a cave and he spent the night we see even in this situation where elijah packed it in he felt like giving up after that battle on mount carmel God provided for him, and he had faith to believe that God would provide him and strengthen him, and he kept eating, he went and he received that food, he received that drink, by, even though an angel came and delivered that, he had faith to believe that this was God providing for him. I you know, that is our God, he will provide for us. Even in the dry times, in the dry seasons, our God provides for us. Even in the difficult moments, our God provides for us. You know, maybe you've come here this morning again, and maybe you're going through a difficult season in your faith. Maybe it's a dry season and you feel like giving up. Maybe you feel like nothing's happening and you feel like you've gone a million miles away. Know that even in those moments, God can provide. He can provide a word that that you need, that can pick you up again. He can speak in your very situation. Our God is a God who can provide water in the desert places. That is our God. So believe that he can provide for you just like he did here with Elijah. He protected him. He met his needs. He spoke into his life gently it was everything that Elijah needed in this moment number four the gift of faith is given to receive and to believe the incredible promises of God we need this we need this gift of faith to keep holding on to his promises. To keep believing that it will come to pass. It's not something that we just say. We, believe, God, we need this gift to believe that our God will deliver. And he will come through on what he has said. And we see this the, with the story with Abraham. When he was waiting for that child. He was waiting. God had promised him that his descendants shall go beyond the, the stars. You know, he shall have more descendants than the stars. He promised him that. But you know, for years and years and years and years, nothing seemed to happen. Him and Sarah, they couldn't conceive. Nothing happened. Then, at ninety years old, we see that God moves, God speaks, and all of a sudden, they conceive this son. And you know, I love what it says in Romans chapter four, verse twenty. Romans chapter four and verse twenty. It says, "Yet he did not. This is Abraham. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God." but was strengthened in his faith and give glory to God. Despite the circumstances, despite the natural and physical circumstance, Abraham still believed in God. Even in that old age, he believed that God would come through on his promise. And I love how it says that he was strengthened in his faith. And that's what the gift of faith is. It strengthens us, us in our faith to believe that God will come through on what he has said he will do. You know, faith, this gift of faith, when it's rooted deeply in God, it ignores human weaknesses. It ignores our limit, limit, limited supplies. But, and it holds on to God's word. It holds on to his promise. I know, that's what I'm believing for, for us as a church. You know, I'm praying for that, as I said, every day. God, give me this gift of faith to keep believing in your word. That we might not just come up with new things and depend on our own strength or our abilities to see things happen. But, God, you said one day it will happen that you're going to build it, that this place is going to be greater than anything that we've seen in the past, that God's going to do something amazing. And you know, we need the gift of faith to believe that. And also for the promises within your life. Maybe it's loved ones who don't yet know the Lord. I pray for the gift of faith that you would hold on to his promise that you and your households shall be saved. You know, the backsliders will return. God, we're holding on to your word for that. We're trusting in your personal promises that God has spoken into your life and the calling that God has placed on your life. Keep holding on to his word despite the circumstances, despite the situations. Let's ask God, God, give me the gift of faith to keep holding on, to keep believing, to keep pressing on because we know that our God, what he has said, will come to pass. Our God is a promise-keeping God. What he says will come to pass. We have no doubt about that because that is who he is. He's a faithful, trustworthy God in whom we can trust. Number five gift of faith is given to for spiritual correction for spiritual correction we see the paul in a situation there was this guy in in the church in corinthians who didn't who was unrepentant for his sins he had committed quite a, a disgusting sin and and he was unrepentant he didn't repent because of it and and paul had faith god gave him faith to to speak to him to correct him to to tell him to get back In line and he needed that faith to believe that God God would move in this situation, that God would bring about correction. You know, the the spiritual hand of, of the Lord is disciplinary as well as encouraging and delivering. You know, so often we think about God as a God who is always compassionate, who's rich in mercy, who's always there to encourage us, and he is. But we're also told in the Bible that God is the God who will correct us sometimes when we need correcting in a loving, in a merciful, in a good way. It's, he will correct us when we go off path, when we go off track. He will send things. He will allow things to come into our lives to bring us back to himself. Our God wants that because he knows what's best for us. He's a good God. He is a good, good father. That is who he is. Number seven, Number six, this gift of faith is given for victory in the fight. For victory, to believe that God will give victory in the fight. I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up, but maybe there's someone here this morning who's going through a real fight at this moment in time. And know that the Holy Spirit can give you faith to believe that God will give you victory in your situation and in your circumstance. He will give you that victory. We see it in Exodus chapter 11, where Moses and and his assistants, you know, when they held up his hands, that him and his army were winning against the Amalekites. But whenever his arms were lowered, that they were def- they were losing against the Amalekites. But we see that they held up his ha- he held up his hands in faith, and his assistants came alongside and supported him so he could hold up his hands in faith. He believed that if he held his hands up, that God would give victory, and he surely did. God brought victory in in that situation. I you know we believe that our God is a God who is able to give us victory. We're not a defeated people. The enemy would try to convince us that we're a defeated people. We're not. We're on victory side. We're a victorious people, not because of anything we've done, but because of what Jesus has done. He won the victory on the cross, and his resurrection was the victory parade declaring that he had won. He had the keys over death. He has won the victory over sin and over Satan. Satan no longer has any power. He has won the victory. Our God is victorious, and if we believe in him, we're on victory side. So often we just go around feeling defeated and moaning and complaining. We should realize that we are people on victory's side. And no matter how difficult our situation or circumstance might get, as it says in the Bible, we know the end of the story. We know that we win. We know that one day we will be with him for all of eternity if we just keep trusting. So I pray that God would give us faith to believe for victory this morning. In personal situations, in a corporate situation, let's believe for victory this morning. In sicknesses, in health, whatever it is, let's believe for victory this morning. Let's ask God for this gift of faith that we might believe in him victory. Number seven, this gift of faith is given to assist in domestic and business problems. We see in, in 2 Kings chapter 4, there was this woman whose who's husband had died and she owed a lot of money. And these people were coming to, to take away her sons and um, take them into slavery because she owed a lot of money. And that's what they were going to do. They were going to take away her sons as slaves to cover the cost for her bills and all she had was one small pot, uh, all she had was a, a small pot of oil and a few, uh, a few vessels of jars, uh, a, few, a few jars, that's all she had. But we see by the power of God, God provided in that situation and God provided and she began to sell and these, these, this small pot of oil began to multiply and multiply. She had all these vessels and all of a sudden we see that this, what well, she started with, nothing, she owed all this debt and we see that God moved in this situation and there was a small business that, that came out of there and it covered the, covered the cost for her sons and it satisfied the needs of her daughters. We see that God is able to provide. And you know, I love that. The fact that God is able to provide in the small things, in the day-by-day things, in the, you know, even in the financial things, God is able to provide. If people are looking for a job, God is able to provide. You know, If you, look, if you need help financially, God is able to provide in miraculous ways, in ways that you never thought could happen you know, I, I even know my grandparents can testify to this, where God provided time and time again in different situations. God is able to provide. God is able to provide, even in those areas. Number eight, this gift of faith is given to raise the dead. Hands up who's been waiting for this one? Who's excited for this one? <laughs> gift of faith is given to raise the dead. You know, we must remember that all these gifts come from the power and wisdom of God. All these gifts are based in him. They're all from him. It is all his power, his wisdom. It is nothing of man. It is all from him. He is the source of all these things. They come out of his wealth, his riches, his power. They come from him. And you know, we see with the gift of faith, we see uh, regarding resurrection, especially in John chapter 11, we see this gift of faith in the resurrection of Lazarus, the raising of Lazarus. But what's incredible in the raising of Lazarus, we see that Jesus comes along and he resurrects him because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. But we see that Jesus moves in, not just the gift of faith, to believe that he will rise, but and to trust that, that God will give him the power to raise him. He doesn't, not only that, we see that, that there are all these other gifts that are at work as well. There are all these different gifts, the gifts of revelation, the gifts of power, they're all being manifested in the situation, the working of miracles, the working of healing so that when Lazarus came out of the grave, he had no sickness, he had no disease on him, he was completely healed as well as being raised from the dead, everything was fine. We see all these gifts working together. I know it's hard for us to distinguish which gift is at work. I know there's nothing more powerful when God begins to move and he gives these gifts by his Holy Spirit and there are different gifts at work. You know, so often we say that The the gift of miracles is specifically for miracles, and the gift of healing is specifically for healing. But, you know, we can see, even in the story of John chapter 11, that all these gifts can cross over from time to time. There is, as God wills, that these gifts could be moving and in operation to bring about his incredible power so that he would be glorified and lives would be transformed and changed. And so, you know, sometimes it's important for us, especially with the resurrection of the dead, it's important for us not to define. Oh, yep, that was the gift of, of miracles. That was the, dif- you know, let's just let God move and use His gifts and let Him move in and through us. And finally, this gift of faith is given to cast out evil spirits. How many of you want to do that? <laughs> when was the last time you did that? No, but this gift is given for that purpose. There are sometimes there are some situations where where you, we might come across people who are bound by by demonic spirits. You know, it is a very real thing. But thank God that we do not have a spirit of fear, but we have a spirit of love and of some mind that God has given us his Holy Spirit to empower us. And though, as I've said, Jesus has won the victory. We're on victory side. And when God begins to give this gift of faith, he gives this faith so that we will believe that God has power to, to deliver, to set free, to break the power of the enemy over, over people's lives. And we see that in Jesus' life. We see it in the Gospels that Jesus received this gift of faith to believe that when he spoke a word of rebuke, that God would come through and his father would come through and he would have the power to see those evil spirits cast down. So this morning, a lot to take in, a lot, a lot of teaching for us this morning, a lot to chew on. But let's pray and let's ask God to help us to digest all of this in his word. And let's, more importantly, not just so that we might have more knowledge about the gift of faith, But that actually would encourage us to seek and ask the Lord for this gift of faith. For for this gift to be in operation. And not only for this gift, for all these other gifts. For all these other gifts to be in operation. You know, the present day use of this gift is exactly the same as it was in the Bible. It hasn't changed. It's for all these different reasons to provide, to protect, to set free, to encourage, to equip, to empower. It's for all these reasons. That is why this gift has been given to help us in all circumstances, in all situations you know, as I said, this gift, it might be a bit of a slow burner compared to the other gifts, but we need this gift just the same, to believe that God's word will come to pass, to believe that when God speaks through us, whatever he speaks through us will come to pass. We need this gift of faith to believe that God will do what he said he will do, that God has all power to do what he can do. We need this. So let's earnestly desire this gift. Let's make ourselves available and say, God, use me in the gift. Have this gift of faith. Let's ask him for this gift of faith to encourage other people, to build up other people, not only for ourselves, to be a blessing to other people so that Jesus will be glorified and the lives will be transformed. Amen. Shall we pray? Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us. Go to gatewaychurchcamri.co Have a great day.